standing up in McKinney. This is According to Callus. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is Monday, which usually means it's a McKinney Monday. Well, we're going to call this an election update. Episode 402 coming to you on April the 24th, the first day of early voting. Yay! Okay, before I get into the <clears throat> content... Let me just remind you, you can like, share, and subscribe this show to help me help you. You can, if you feel so motivated, to rate and review this show as well. Please follow me over at your favorite podcatcher and follow me on the social medias at According to Callus. Thank you, thank you, and let's go. And once again, want to thank my three listeners out there. Uh, I think we hit 125,000 uh, downloads uh, over the weekend. I will be double checking that number this evening. Um, that's it. You know, we are we're hitting north of 500 on average per episode, closer to six. And I'm really enthusiastic about it. I, I like where we're going. Um, we have to continue to fight back and to do it smartly. So here we go on with the show. Being that it is Monday, we talk about McKinney and well, being that it's early voting, we must spend some time on the election. I will try and be succinct because at this point, if you haven't come up with a decision or you don't know which way you're leaning, I'm fairly certain nothing I'm going to say is going to change that. That being said, just a little bit of modest observation will point out that they've gone all in on this election. The the ruling oligarchy, right? The the elites who think they run this town, they've gone all in. I can't think of a time before that I've ever seen a mayor put his own campaign sign out saying, well, because I'm the mayor and you like me, you should go ahead and vote for these candidates. Now, that strategy might work. It might be enough to get them over the finish line. I'm dubious. I got to wonder if maybe they're slightly concerned that the mayor decided to go all in on this bet. Now, it may win. They, They may pull it off. And even at that, they're going to breathe a sigh of relief. Unfortunately, that means our man, Chad Green, will be spending the next two years getting beat up and assaulted, uh, both literally and figuratively, if Stephanie O'Dell is still there. So, or for that matter, Amy Dankel. So, while we're looking at this, you got to ask yourself, why are they so committed? Why are they so excited to defend three people that... Quite frankly, don't inspire anybody for anything. I mean, Amy Dankel has been quoted as calling us Nazis. Oh, you don't believe me? Go watch the televised, <laughs> the live streamed version of the forum that she was at. And she said we had a war because the United States doesn't ban books, mind you. We had a war to prevent that because we're not Nazis. So I guess... That she's not aware that uh, Cody down in Plano and Stephanie out in Frisco uh, both subscribe to Judaism. They're both Jewish and they want to restrict 
pornographic or inappropriate materials from being given to minors. So how does that work, Amy? We're, we're going to call Jewish people that are conservative Nazis now because it doesn't jibe with what we want? Really? And I realize that it's very upsetting to you and, you know, the uh, other two that are out running for re-election that somebody would dare question you and your wisdom, especially since you are the <laughs> sole novo to removing the one book that you all have dealt with because the, you know, they followed the process that took six months to get one book removed. And even then you weren't satisfied and you wanted to leave it there. Now, again, the process is the punishment, right? What parent is going to take six months of their life to remove a book? Well, <laughs> wouldn't you know, we do have a few of those parents here in McKinney ISD that went through the arduous task of questioning and getting a book removed. But moreover, we had not one, not two, but three McKinney residents that had enough. And they decided to run to replace the three ladies that, quite frankly, don't care about your children. Their friends put out the messaging, save our schools. Well, what are they saving? The buildings aren't going anywhere. Nobody hates on the teachers. I mean, even the most extreme um, anti-grooming individual fully realizes that it's a small percentage of teachers that are doing questionable things. But that's not the messaging that we get from these progressives. Anybody that questions anything is automatically a hater, which is the second thing that Amy Dankel has had to resort to. <laughs> We're the hate slate. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it doesn't work that way because none of the three individuals that are running are running out of hate or running because they hate anybody. They don't like some of the behavior on the school board. They don't approve of a lot of materials that the school board apparently finds agreeable. And they don't appreciate the way they've been treated and mistreated over the last year or so. What is very interesting to me is over a year ago, they had an opportunity to address these issues, to refine the process so that they could have these books reviewed and dealt with, that they could uh, review and look into some of the practices for hiring or the practices for um, letting out um, the new contracts for work to be done in the school district. They could have reviewed all of that and done it above board, but they chose not to. They, they just chose to put it out there and say, you must agree with us or you're a hater. Or better yet, when all else fails, just say we're not Nazis. We don't want to be Nazis. Because apparently that trump card still works in somebody's mind. But unfortunately, much like the term racist, it no longer has any meaning. When, when you don't have an argument, you just call him a Nazi. That doesn't work anymore. I mean, even moderates get that. Right. And, and I know that the school board is driven mostly by moderates that go out and vote. They want to go along to get along. They just they're very comfortable with the status quo in many ways. And while that's, I guess, something to be applauded in most circumstances, the reality is the status quo in McKinney is B rated at best. 
Now they want to blame COVID. They want to, they wanted to blame the shutdowns. And while that's all true, they adjusted the standards and all the other surrounding districts were able to meet the new adjusted standards to maintain their A status. So what happened? Now, I understand there's probably some of you out there right now. Well, did they get an 88 or did they get an 82? That's a fair question. But I don't think they're going to be giving that information out and provide it for scrutiny anytime soon because it doesn't serve their purpose. It doesn't follow their narrative. And honestly, at this point, their narrative is very concerning. I mean, you have to get the mayor, whom apparently still has a majority of people in town that approve of him for reasons I'm not entirely sold on, to basically endorse and campaign for you because you're so lackluster, so uninspiring that you can't beat three parents or in one case grandparent that live in town that got tired of your stuff. I have no idea how much money was piled in to maintain these three individuals on the school board, but I got to tell you, it looks like an impressive sum of money. And the more impressive the money is, the more unimpressive their candidates must be is the way I'm looking at this. Now, maybe that's not fair. Maybe you say I'm being rude, but I've watched this and I've kept largely objective on this, right? Uh, When they do a good job, I call them and I say, yeah, I mean, don't call them personally, but I call it out. I say they did a good job. I mean, I was grateful and thankful when they removed the mask mandate. I, I was grateful and thankful when they opened the schools back up as soon as they could. There are still districts out there, not in Texas that I'm aware of, that don't have the same rights back. The same functionality is not back. So in that case, you know, we should be happy and positive. But the reality is, if if it would have been left up to me, there's no way I would have canceled the rest of the school year. But again, it wasn't up to me. And these people allegedly knew what was better, right? We've heard the mantra so many times in the last couple of years. Trust the experts. Will you excuse me if, I, one, I don't think they're experts, and two, even if they are experts, I've lost all trust. The irony is, is their fight back is, is, well, that's disinformation or that's misinformation. When the sad reality is, is a lot of that misinformation or disinformation has actually turned out to be far more accurate than the story put forth by the powers that be. And whether that's at local school board or the federal government, the same thing could be said. It's disastrous to train generation after generation of people to not question anything and to just follow the narrative and then behave like little lemmings. But unfortunately, that is what the design of the government school system is, right? You you are aware of that. And while that personally impacts me to the point where I'm not a fan, I realize I'm fully in a minority and So that leaves me no other choice but to to find the best candidates or at least the least bad candidates or whatever and support them and help them beat the incumbents that clearly don't care about my questions, my concerns, my family's needs. They desire only to maintain their own power and their same policies that, quite frankly, leave a lot to be desired. Well, we're talking about it and they're talking about 
their talking point of saving the schools. Again, what are we saving them from? I, I know the old mantra is, well, we want transparency. We want to eliminate waste and fraud. Okay, well, that's all well and good. And to the average voter, they're wondering, what in the world are they talking about? Or worse yet, yes, it's all over the place. It's endemic. We must deal with this. Well, and that could be the case, right? There's always some fraud. There's nothing that's 100% clean ever. Whether it's private business or government or the messy amalgam called fascistic, fascistic systems, you know, the public-private partnership. Yes, there's lots of money that gets thrown around and slushed around and greases some palms. And if you want to take all the time and energy necessary in order to find out what exactly has happened, by all means, do so. But what I'm here to tell you is whether or not that's something that's provable, whether it's not whether or not there's adequate evidence to get a judgment, all you have to do is look with your own eyes. And when things don't look right, when they when don't pass that smell test, you just say, well, let's try somebody new. Let's try something different. I mean, it's the logical conclusion. Once upon a time when people understood what logic was, that would have been the direction they'd go, right? You know, if you don't believe me, look no further. You know that pretty much every election after the president wins, the next election cycle, he loses members in either the House or the Senate. That's the, we the people correcting for whatever's gone on in those previous two years. On rare occasion, his party gains members in either the House or the Senate if he does a good job. But again, that is we the people correcting. So what I'm suggesting to you is we the people, we have some corrective measures we need to put in place. The local school districts have, let's call it mediocre leadership. They don't really have a way to rein in and control their superintendent, what their superintendents do. We've heard that they're supposed to be a gang of eight, a team of eight. Well, no, actually, that's not how it's supposed to work. The school board trustees are supposed to act like the board of directors, and they're supposed to lay out a list of things that they expect to happen and work that out with the superintendent and come up with a way to measure what happens with the superintendent over the next period of time, whatever it is, a semester or a year, and then review that with their superintendent, which is in this case acting like a CEO. But much like every other organization, when you pad your middle management, when, when, when you have your ranks so thick with mm, paper pushers in the middle, things just don't get done. People have jobs to justify having a job. And the question then becomes is, well, where could we lean this out? Where could we do better? You know, we agree that there's a whole lot of teachers out there that probably should get some more money. They, they, whether it's just a flat out raise or a bonus. But when you listen to a member of the board say, well, no, we don't, we don't believe that the teachers need more money. Oh, you don't believe me? Yeah. Go back and re review that. Watch it. You know what, whether you're a fan of Kyle Sims or not, he did record it and live post what was said and when you've got two members of the school board running for re-election who basically say merit pay doesn't help us retain teachers 
and then turn around and say, well, if you spend more money, you get better results. Well, the question then is, where's the extra money you're spending going if it's not to the teachers? Well, I can speculate, right? That's that middle management. That's that group of people that really don't do anything to actually teach the students, but they facilitate filling out paperwork and accommodating requirements from other government agencies so that they can get a little bit more money. One wonders, what is the priority? Is the priority improving the student's understanding of the things they need to know in order to go on in life? Or is it to grow the system so that we can have as many people working there and getting as much money out of the system as we can? And I'll grant you that they're not necessarily mutually exclusive, but they are divergent goals. And it is questionable as to why you spend so much time and money to grow your organization, yet the results don't seem to meet the expectations. So as you go out into the voting booth today, I cannot be more clear. A vote for the incumbent is a vote to continue the degradation of the school district of MISD. And while you're at it, keep in mind, Frisco's at the same crossroads, right? They have an opportunity to get at least one, if not two members on that board that will be extremely helpful in the budgeting process and reining in some of the more abhorrent behavior. You know, the idea that you hate somebody because they need their uh, mental health checked because you have concerns about what they might be doing to themselves that will permanently alter their entire lives. If anything, that's compassion. That's concern. They flipped it. And yet we're playing defense all the time. Well, I'm here to tell you that's not the way I roll. If you really think that cutting off healthy body parts of a minor child is a good idea. I don't want to be a friend of yours. I think maybe you need to go check yourself if that's the way you feel. Are there extraordinary situations where maybe just maybe, yeah, okay, fine. You can have that argument. You want to talk about, you know, half a percent of people. Okay, Fine, I'm game. Let's sit down. We'll have that longer conversation. But for the 99.5% of the general population that maybe just maybe needs a little counseling, needs to talk to their pastor or their parents or extended family and have a little sit down about, yeah, it's tough being a kid and it's tough being a teenager, but doing these things to yourself now will only alter your entire life. And you can never, ever undo them. Hey, but if you're 19 or 20 and you want to go do that stuff to yourself, I'm not going to stop you. I think you're crazy, but I'm not going to stop you. That's between you and God. But we're doing this and allowing this with little kids and somehow we're supposed to go along with this and we're supposed to say we're affirming and this is good. I'm sorry. If the school district was doing such a great job of teaching little Johnny and Mary to read and write and work on their math, maybe we could have a conversation about the use of counselors to come in and help some of these students in some rough times when they're 
you know, mentally challenged, but we're not. And then we're taking away opportunities generally to help students that are not in the top 50%. We, we sell them the idea that they should all go to college, but I'm here to tell you there's at least 30% of the students that really have no business going to college, but we need to offer them other opportunities. We need to give them direction in life. We need to tell them that there's more than just college when you finish high school. We're doing everybody, including our nation as a whole, a disservice by pretending otherwise. But again, the only mantra is we graduate 98 or 99% of the students. Well, sure. What good is that though? If they're not qualified to actually receive that graduation because you hmm, manipulate the numbers to maintain a certain status, to maintain a certain quotient. When you cheat the system, you're not doing anybody any good. But again, if that's what you're okay with, if that's what you want to continue to tolerate, then yes, by all means, go vote for the incumbents. But I don't want to hear you complain, cry, and moan when things continue to get worse. And yes, I know for some of you out there that may be listening to my voice, you have your concerns. You're not certain that these new candidates, that the the uh, challenges are better. Okay, that's... That's a fair question. Are they better? Well, I think they're better. But then again, I would think pretty much anybody that can fog a mirror at this point would be better. But that being the case, so you put them on the board and you give them a term. If they do a good job, well, hey, guess what? You get to renew their contract. If they don't do a good job, then they'll be replaced. But see, we've been so lazy, so apathetic, that we've got people on the board for nearly 40 years. How could they possibly change with the times? How could they possibly be up to date with things? I don't believe that's the case, but hey, don't question it. How dare you, you hater, you Nazi. Stop it. Okay, well, that's not really an argument, but if that's what you want to do, again. And while we're at it, you know, there's there's more to the election <laughs> than the school board. But apparently, uh, the entire world's woken up to the problem that, hey, we have these school boards doing some crazy stuff and messing up our kids. Probably be a good idea if we started to pay attention, started to get involved. Which is probably why the uh, ruling oligarchy is so upset and so worked up and gone all in. But let me ask you. Are you prepared for other alternatives if you should lose? Are you willing to discuss what your other options might be if force comes to worse and they run the board and continue to run the school district into the ground? It's a scary thought, but it is a possibility. I mean, they've gone all in. It's kind of hard to overcome that. And it's not just in McKinney, mind you. It's Frisco. It's Plano. It's Prosper. Right? There's a whole lot of school districts that are on the cusp of being able to push back and push back effectively. But the people in charge, they're not going to go down without a fight. But you all knew that, right? You all knew it wasn't going to be easy. You have to show up. You have to show up. You have to show up. You can't win a battle if you don't show up. It is the first day of early voting. And 
This is your opportunity. You have two weeks plus one day, I guess, to go make your difference. And if you happen to live in McKinney, hey, guess what? Yeah, you still have the airport bond. And I know I'm kind of threading the needle here personally, but I got to tell you, if there's really truly carriers that want to come into that airport and there's really truly a market for it and somebody wants to invest their money to do it, I would not oppose that. Not at all. But that's not what the case is. They want to take your money, my money, and invest it in a long-term scheme that maybe just maybe in 45 years will break even on. I'm sorry, but that doesn't sound like a good investment to me. And that's based upon some projections made by a consultant that they hired that is quote-unquote an industry expert. So once again, we have an appeal to authority with incomplete data, and they don't really wish to ask any of the questions that are fair questions because they have their preconceived outcome that they want and they're doing everything they can to justify it. And if you dare question them, you're not worthy of a response. So while I can ardently say that I will oppose Proposition A, I do not want to give $200 million in bond money to feasibly build out an airport that may or may not ever break even, contrary to what an industry expert that was paid by the city to justify requesting $200 million may say. What would sway me, what would improve it is, if you had a private person come in or a private company come in and say, hey, we would like to expand this out. And the city of McKinney said, well, you know what? We're willing to lease you the property. And when we lease you access, we're going to have certain requirements and certain things that you're going to need to do so that one, it's beneficial to us. And two, we can keep tabs and control of what's going on at that airport that we've spent a lot of money trying to build out. So you can control a tenant with a lease program. Go to any McDonald's. They are controlled by the corporate entity. If you doubt me, go watch the movie The Founder. There's no reason why the city of McKinney couldn't do the same thing. Hey, private entity, you want to come in and build out this airport? Great. We want you to do it. We're going to structure a lease plan here. We're going to require certain criteria be met, certain investments be made, and let's have at it. We'll work with you. We're going to make the licensing as easy as possible. We're going to make the permitting as easy as possible. We're going to be your partner in dealing with EPA and OSHA and whatever other organization might get involved in this. We want what's best for the city and the surrounding areas. So rather than waste the taxpayer's money and bonding them out for another quarter of a million dollars, sorry, quarter of a billion dollars, again, $200 million now, we've already spent several hundred million and they will come back for another one to $200 million. Don't let anybody fool you because the original number floated was over 400 million. They've just asked for half of it up front. And once they get us further and further over the barrel, we're going to feel more and more obligated that we have to go along because we're going to have a chance to maybe, just maybe get our investment back, but we'll all be dead before that happens. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd love to live to be over 95 years old, but I'm not counting on it. I don't expect that to ever happen in my lifetime. And if I thought it was truly a good deal and that was truly an opportunity to do better long-term and my children were going to stay in town here, okay, maybe, maybe I could see that. Maybe I'd be interested in that, but I don't see it. And I'm telling you, my dear listeners, this has all 
the signs of being nothing more than a grift. They want your money. They want the control. They're going to pay themselves off and maybe, just maybe, we'll get a little something, something in return, but I'm not going to bet on that. I'm asking you, just vote no. If it's such a great deal and if it's such an opportunity, there would be private businesses that want to come in and do it. Why would we take taxpayer money to do it? It doesn't smell right. And if you have any doubt, just look at the fact that the school, or I'm sorry, the school, the city council refused to make this decision on their own. They knew full well that one, they maybe just maybe could get the votes to pull it off. But if it goes south, which it's likely to, they didn't want to look bad. They pushed it off on the voters. A lot of voters have no idea what's going on. They're uninformed. They trust the experts. Hey, the mayor's trotted out this mm, industry expert that's also a consultant that the city's paying. Oh, I'm sorry, not the city. The mm, organization that was created by the mayor and some of the beneficiaries of a new airport to spew out their information and convince we the people that we should spend our money to make these people richer. I'm sorry, I'm not good with that. I mean, I, I know this is standard play, right? But I've had enough of Jerry Joneses in my life. What makes you believe they won't eminent domain what they need? What makes you believe they won't push people around and bully them? They do it already. The mayor is not a nice guy. When he wants something, he does everything he can to get it. And while he is just the face of the organization, you think Craig International or Van Tile is going to take this sitting down? They were expecting their nice payoff and they're going to get it somehow, some way. They may flip the property. They may find other investors. Don't really care. But why are we giving them taxpayer money? I mean, it's bad enough that we gave money to the independent bank to relocate to justify the massive expense. We've just offset it with your taxes. Hey, but it's okay because there's more people there working and it looks good on paper. And never mind that somebody else got a little something on the side there. It just wasn't you and I. And again, this is all my opinion. But if you just do a little investigation, I'm sure you can find it. I'm sure you can find the evidence there. Ah, These sweetheart deals, they've gone on for time immemorial. And quite frankly, they really don't bother me because that's the way things get done. But when I have to pay for it, and you have to pay for it, and we get no say in the matter, that's kind of a problem. Kind of goes down to the whole idea of no taxation without representation, right? Kind of goes down with the idea, don't defraud and lie to people. It kind of goes down with the idea that you probably ought not steal. Hey, but don't worry. Many of these candidates, well, they have the same God that you and I do. They would never do that. (laughs) yeah of course and the mayor's an honorable man oh wait you didn't hear that yeah the mayor he's an honorable man sure hey don't trust me trust the experts don't question yourself don't don't believe your lying eyes trust the experts when it comes down to it and you go into that election booth Hey, if you're happy with the way things are, vote for the incumbents. You'll be happy. You might be a little poorer, 
You might have a little anxiety, but you'll be happy. But if any of this strikes a chord with you, if anything sounds just a little off to you, if anything, oh man, I, I don't know, then you have no other choice but to vote for the challenger. I mean, it's real clear. You can continue to get what we've got and do the best that you can with what's left. Or you can take the opportunity to improve your lot. We have one guy that was willing to run in the city council race. His name's Tom Meredith. I know Tom well enough to say that I've endorsed him in the past. I'm going to endorse him again. I already have. And I'm confident that he would make a good city council member. But instead, we got people being outright hostile to him and the fact that he's running again. I don't dislike his opponent. His opponent's a nice guy. But you know what? His opponent's going to do whatever the mayor wants him to do. And when when you blame the mayor, it's you know, you're putting a face on it, but really, truly, do you think the mayor makes his own decisions? I mean, do you think anything happens in McKinney that there's a certain group of people that haven't already signed off on it. I mean, yeah. And you know what? It's probably not going to change. But at least if we got one person there that's willing to ask some questions, that's willing to say no, that's willing to say, well, okay, I understand that's what you want to do, but you got to give me something. You got you to gotta tax relief or you know zoning ordinance or something. We got to do better for our constituents. We got to look out for our people somebody's got to be willing to say that somebody's got to push back just a little bit. We don't need a bunch of yes, men. We don't need a bunch of rubber stamps, but unfortunately that's what everybody expects all the time. It's going to make a big difference, but it's going to require to get off your butt, go out to a voting location And vote for the non-incumbents. To vote for the non-anointed officials that are running for election. We need people that are going to be able to go in and ask questions. We need people that are going to be able to say no. We need people that have the strength of character to face the opposition and still do it. And you don't have to agree with everything that they think, say, or do. Just like we have to deal with that all the time in, in the other elected officials, right? And in, in the incumbents, certainly you don't support everything the incumbents do 100%. So what does it hurt? What is it, what's the harm to try something new? I mean, I've already given you evidence <laughs> what the school board president thinks of people that dare question her and her decision capabilities. You're either a hater or a Nazi and sometimes both. You're not worthy of the consideration. And, and you know, I feel like this needs to be brought up because certain people get a free pass on their behavior because they know the secret thing. Certain people can say, let's call it racist statements and that's okay because they have the secret knowledge that makes it okay. This would be an instance where this happened, right? It's going to be a free pass for a whole lot of people. 
And God forbid that lady shows up for another term as the president. But I'm here to tell you, tomorrow is going to be a new day. And and if you're just the slightest bit iffy on the incumbents, Speary, Dankel, and Odell, wait, just wait. Tomorrow morning, you're going to find out what the TEA has to say about all this. That's right. I have got a special interview with a man that fought back against the school board. And he won. They're going to be uh, doing a press conference tomorrow morning at nine, or I'm sorry, 10 o'clock is my best understanding. Look out for that press conference. My interview will drop early tomorrow afternoon with the individuals behind this. So if you doubt me, if you don't believe the hyperbole surrounding things, if you don't think they've abused their power, if you don't think they've overstepped, if you don't think they don't believe we're worthy of their time, just wait. Tomorrow's right around the corner. No rush to get out and vote today. You can wait until tomorrow, can't you? And with that, I've gone way overboard and way over time, but hey, this is making up for the short episode on Friday. And with that, I will see you on the other side.